So for members, we do take the first three meetings in person so that it establishes trust pretty quickly. And we can also see their working environment at, at home, their computer and whatnot. And then afterwards, we'll continue uh, the relationship on Zoom. The key is that we try our best to make sure that each client sees the same neighbor every time so that the relationship is quite similar to uh, your relationship with a personal trainer. So you work with the same person, they know the, your journey and can kind of take you through uh, throughout. Retirement. That's what we're all aiming at, right? But exactly what does that mean? It conjures up visions of endless days of golf, drinks with little umbrellas in them on a tropical beach, feet up, reading a book. Is that what it's all about? I don't think so. Life would get pretty dull after a while without anything meaningful to do, don't you think? I'm Jackie Doucette, and I'm on a mission to discover exactly what life is like beyond retirement. Join me while I chat with people who've already done it, who've retired to something rather than from something. Let's find out together exactly what's waiting for us when we say goodbye to that nine to five. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. Today, I'm joined by Farona Lee, who's the CEO and co-founder of Near Technology. Now, to be honest, I'd never heard of Near Technology before I got the email introducing Farona. But after checking out their website and learning what they do, I think it's an incredible service for our aging population. Farona, thanks for being with me today. Thank you so much for having me, Jackie. Before we jump into what Near Technology does, I want to learn a little bit about you and how you came up with the idea for your company. What led to the founding of Near Technology? Yeah, thank you so much. So I met my co-founder at school when we were students at Northwestern University. And this was back in 2020, the height of the pandemic. And uh, we both kind of bonded with the idea of both of us becoming the tech support for our parents, they're all retired, uh, recently retired. So they're still very young in their early 60s. And, and we, at the same time, took this class where you essentially come up with an idea to solve a problem. And Andrew, my co-founder in particular, kind of hit his breaking point in the middle of the pandemic after he spent about half an hour trying to teach his grandmother how to use FaceTime over the window during the lockdown. And so he would just kind of like this, this can't be right. Right. So we, that's how we first started. We, uh, we always know that we want to be able to, we want to enable our parents to age independently and also allow them to age at home as well. And the initial idea was not actually tech support. It was about how do we then tech enabled our parents' house with all kinds of tools that are going to be able to help them with that. And we got really excited, got some funding from school, and we bought a lot of smart home devices, uh, recruited a, a handful of families in Evanston, where Northwestern is, and we're ready to go. We have the devices in, in our houses, and at the last minute, all families canceled. They're mm -hmm. like, hey, um, you know, my grandmother just learned how to use iPad or my or my father, whoever it is just got comfortable with whatever device that they use. And so what you're going to introduce isn't going to be 
uh, as welcomed anymore because most of the people who reached out are their family members. So, and then we then had to kind of take a step back a little bit and reevaluate the problem that we're solving. And we're realizing that, that after people retire, they, first of all, lose access to the IT support that a lot of them had when they were still working full time. And additionally too, because you're not interacting with computers as much anymore, you lose that habit that you're building day to day. And, and, and therefore both of those led to people losing the kind of the ability to catch up with the technological changes they were seeing. And so that's why we came up with near and, and that's kind of the rest is history. Uh, excuse me. I think that's really cool. I was thinking when you were saying it, you know, outfitting your house with smart technology and thinking about, well, me, cause I'm in your parents' place, but me trying to help my parents, that wouldn't have gone over well. <laughs> they wouldn't have been happy having things turn off and on. And, you know, as you speak to them or, you know, that sort of stuff, it would have been a completely uh, foreign uh, you know, task. Yes, yes, exactly. So, so that was a learning for us. It was a failure that was phenomenal to have early on because then we would able to we were able to pivot pretty much right away. Exactly, and so, man, excuse me. So you uh, you mentioned that uh, you're in um, one area, one geographic area. Is that the only place that near works right now? So far, yes, yes. So as a company, I, Andrew and I graduated last year. So uh, I have only become full-time since 2021. And so we're still focusing on the Chicagoland area, but now we're trying to branch out because our team is now remote anyway. So I'm actually based in San Francisco. Uh, I do have a team member who's based in Detroit and we're trying to expand the reach to individuals who are living in these cities too. Oh, that's great. So now... Um... <laughs> Now that we've got where the background came from, tell us a little bit, tell us a whole lot about what near technology is. Yeah, absolutely. So we offer personalized tech coaching for adults 50 plus so that everyone can stay independent and connect with their loved ones on things that matter. So uh, a big part of it is focusing on family connectivity. Uh, we're realizing that kind of our relationship with our parents where we become the tech support is not unique. It's it's pretty common among uh, many families. And so the idea is that we want to take that away, especially if it becomes a source of frustration. Because we've seen also families who who like doing that, you know, that kind of technology becomes the conduit of their co communication. But there are also many that would happily would pay so that it's taken away from <laughs> their conversations. <laughs> and in addition to that, something that we've been working on more and more. And the reason also we reach out to you is focusing on that independent piece because from our first cohort of kind of customers, all of them are, uh, I guess, retirees, but don't necessarily consider themselves as retirees because I think the label retires is a little, the or the definition of retirement is a little outdated in that, you know, you play golf, sip martini on the beach and that's pretty much all you do when most, if not all of our clients are, they are still working, you know, either they're now students full-time or working part-time or sit on uh, as board members, whatever it is. And so uh, the personalized piece on the tech coaching really is to support whatever it is that they want to do. 
and we still focus on tech support be, or on the technology piece of the equation because these days, whatever you do, technology is going to be part of, of your activity. So, so we try our best to, to curate a learning journey that is based off of what people want to do. So if a person comes in or contacts uh, your company, what's the process? How do they get started? That's a great question. So most most people reach out because of something that is just not working. So uh, in a lot of cases, something just stopped working. And one of the most common ones is emails. So, hey, I suddenly just can't receive my emails. And, and most of the problems also come with kind of the complexity of the interoperability of different systems these days. So for instance, if you're on an Apple phone, but uses Gmail and then use, you know, a mail app on your phone, when you don't receive emails, there are multiple reasons of, or potential reasons why that is. And so that is where people typically start with. So something just stopped working. And then from there, uh, we match them with a, what we call the near neighbor is what we call our staff. Uh, based on their personality and also the devices that they use so that uh, it is based off of, for instance, I'm an Apple user. So all of my clients are all Apple users as well. So you, we can understand the, uh, the problem more intimately. And then afterwards, they will try to create a, not necessarily a curriculum, but something like that, or like a learning module so that they can advance in whatever that they need to advance. So for instance, we do have a handful of customers who are students right now and taking online classes and they need a host of tools that would be able to kind of equip them with the with the schooling and so now the learning module is based off of that so it's very much goal oriented and we follow essentially where the customers are that's really cool so you can help them if they come to you and they say you know i just i don't know how to do anything and i want to be able to talk to my grandkids You'll teach them how to use the various apps or whatever they need for that. Yes, yes, exactly. So uh, th- that's why the personalized piece for us is very important because people are at different stages and we we understand more and more now how technology is also very personal because uh, the way people or the reason people use it also are very different and the tools are also very different and it's not com- it's it's very, very common for for people to have the same device with their with the rest of their family members, just so that they're all in the same ecosystem. And so that is also yep. very personal to from families to, uh, yeah, to our family. So do you help people as well with the um, software applications if they're having trouble? Like if they're, if say they're um, a board member and they've never done that sort of thing before without an IT department behind them for when Excel doesn't work, will you help them with Excel or with, you know, the other programs that they can't do things with, or do you send them, you know, a package to learn how to use Excel or how do you work with them? Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. I, that I now realizing I have not mentioned. So everything is uh, on a coaching format. So we typically go on zoom because zoom is second nature now for a lot of people. And we coach them, we walk them through step-by-step on how to, go about uh, using the system. It is a strategic decision and also something that we build in and how we help people that we don't take over their devices because the purpose is really not to fix it and then leave it. And uh, we, we wanna make sure that we can solve the problem themselves. And if the same issue arises in the future, then uh, we they will do it. 
kind of, yeah, with the written instruction manuals as well. Oh, nice. So that's, that's good. I know a lot of, a lot of people, myself included, like to have the instructions there beside me when I'm trying to figure something out. It's, it's nice to see it and, you know, go through it. But even if you've done it once or maybe twice, it's not always at the top of your head the next time. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a key as well, is that when you, uh, when you're kind of type of work shift from a nine to five to something that is more flexible, you don't necessarily use the same system over and over again. For instance, I use Excel every day, but for someone who doesn't use it every day, every time there's an update or an issue that is new, you don't necessarily encounter them that much. And so it, it takes time to build, build up the habit. <clears throat> I was actually just Googling something because something isn't working in Excel when you, uh, when you beeped in. <laughs> because I'm having troubles. Um, I noticed on your website that there are different ways to interact with you, either, you know, in a kind of a, a one to a one-time coaching um, appointment or, or as a subscription kind of. Mm -hmm. So um, do people have to take part as a subscription or can they just say, oh, I, you know, I remember near technology is there. I can give them a call now and just use them, you know, one off whenever they need you. Yes, they can. So we offer the membership option for people who need either ongoing coaching or wanted to have that learning module that is built out over several weeks or several months so that they get access to a discounted uh, support. And related to that too, uh, I haven't mentioned this, but before this summer, everything that we did was in person because when we started in 2020, we did actually offer Zoom, but no one took it as uh, as a service because at the time Zoom, Zoom was not a thing yet. And then when we uh, got into 2021, we already saw signs that people are comfortably using Zoom because especially when Omicron started to kind of took off, some of our clients are like, hey, let's just meet on Zoom because I don't want people to come to our house. And so starting this year, we have started to in- embed the Zoom experience into, into the learning experience a lot more. So it's a lot more hybrid now. So for members, we do take the first three meetings in person so that it establishes trust pretty quickly. And we can also see their working environment at, at home, their computer mm-hmm. and whatnot. And then afterwards, we'll continue uh, the relationship on Zoom. The key is that we try our best to make sure that each client sees the same neighbor every time so that their relationship is quite similar to uh, your relationship with a personal trainer. So you work with the same person, they know your journey and can kind of take you through uh, throughout. I think that's a great idea Um, because, well, it's something I hadn't thought about before, but it's important, I think, for someone to get comfortable with the person who's teaching them, even if it's if it's, you know, computer teaching, not, you know, not physical training, because you, you know, you get comfortable, you can ask questions, you don't feel so dumb when things don't go right. Yes, yeah. And I think that you you brought up a good point about making sure that people feel comfortable asking. I think the a lot of the barriers from a lot of our clients to even reach out the first time is that they feel that they should know the answer or that they feel a little dumb when really, in fact, we know for a fact that it's not the case. So it's just just black practice. So without giving away, you know, any details about, you know, identifying kind of things, can you talk a little bit about some of the clients that you've had and what you've helped them do? Absolutely. Uh, Let me, let me think of uh, a couple of examples that would 
um, that I think encapsulate uh, the kind of our customer profile here. Most of our current clients are in their late 60s upwards to in their 90s. And yeah. they're all, which is quite amazing uh, that, that we have people in their 90s still pretty much active on their computers and active with publishing and writing as well. So uh, if I were to kind of pull out their qualities and build a profile, they're all very healthy. And I think the definition of healthy is also, I think I want to be careful about that too, because in, in this is kind of a slippery slope when it comes to age and healthy, because some of them do have, you know, cognitive issues and stuff like that, but they're, you know, they're still functioning very well. I think uh, there is a lot of misconception there. So I just want to put in a little asterisk in, in <laughs> very healthy comment. <laughs> there, a lot of them are still very active. I, I think I should, I should say that very active, uh, very much intellectually engaged with whatever it is that they are doing. Uh, we do have a lot of former like lawyers and physicians, essentially <laughs> occupations that are, that used to be very, very structured. And so I think because now the current, the, the group of early adopters are about 10 to 15 years away from their retirement, uh, they know already what they wanted to do and we're focusing on supporting them in doing whatever it is. And so what has been interesting is that we've started to see new clients coming in that are in that moment of transition. They're either planning for or thinking about retirement and now helping them essentially prepare for that in their technology, in, in, for, for their technology. So making sure that they have an email address that are working and, and they know the technology, kind of the tech stack that they need to have in order to continue working and, and things like that. Um, the majority of our clients are female. I think that's that's worth acknowledging because uh, my, our hypothesis is that a piece of it is because female has more kind of license to ask for help in our society in general. It's not, it's surprisingly common for for couples, especially for the wife to reach out and, uh, and then have kind of their husband moved in afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's a lot of we we have run into a lot of family dynamics that are not necessarily you know negative it's just kind of like there is there is that piece about female and male that we just didn't think that we would encounter until we're in the business and we're like oh that's kind of interesting um and yeah I think that I hope that answers your question I'm trying to summarize a lot of the profiles that I have in my head right now <laughs> It's interesting you say about being women because, I mean, <clears throat> there's a stereotypical thing about men and women driving that the men will never ask for direction. So it's kind of the same thing. Yes. Yeah. And 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 luckily, I think for the ones that have, uh, because we, you know, we do or we do that where we make sure that they see the same person over and over again, it helps some of our male clients to to feel safe that they can ask any questions that they that they have without feeling dumb. So elaborating on that part a little bit, are most of your near neighbors male or female? And what age groups are they in? That's a great question. Most of us are female. So we're majority female company. And there are two reasons behind that. One is 
we first wanted to hire social workers as our as our near neighbors. So we, as opposed to over-indexing on tech skills, like a lot of tech support companies, we focus more on their communication skills and also uh, patients as well, uh, and, and work with a lot of social work students at the time when we first started. And because of that, social work as a field itself is female dominated. So there was that was not by design when we first started. <laughs> and we now kind of have started to branch out to welcome others with various backgrounds, but still use the social work piece as our training uh, module. Um, so we have teachers, for instance, or some some of them, we have one retiree uh, that also joined our, our team as a near neighbor as well, but it's still mostly female. And uh, the age group is about, I'm going to say the range is between 20 to 40. So it's a quite quite a wide range. And, and we do have one retiree who's in, uh, in their 60s. And I, I, this is kind of a conjecture on my end. Uh, we, we're not designing this so that the new neighbors are all females, but I, I have a, my guess is that it would continue to trend this way, that we have more females than we do male. And that is just because of the nature of the relationship that we're, that we're building with our customers. I guess it'd be, again, looking at a stereotype, it would be incorrect to assume that maybe the, uh, the males aren't as patient and understanding over long term. I, I think they probably are, but they're not looking for that kind of position, maybe? Yeah, uh, I'm not I'm not entirely sure either. So I think one one piece of kind of misconception that I know now is that female are equally equipped or skilled to do these type of work. Because I think when you think of tech support, you always think of a guy. Yep. And that is that is not necessary, I guess, because uh, what, what, what I have found to be true is that you can teach technical skills. It's, it's a lot harder to teach how to communicate and how to be patients. It takes a yeah. lot. And, and I think from, for the male perspective, I just, I just have not met enough people who are, you know, who or in, uh, I haven't met enough male essentially that jumped on the opportunity as enthusiastically as kind of the female neighbors that kind of come to our pipeline. Yeah. That that's kind of what I was trying to say. It's not not that they can't do it. It's just that that's not what they're necessarily looking for right off the bat. Yeah. yeah the yes. IT side maybe, but not the relationship and communication part. Yes, yeah. That's correct. <laughs> so has it been um I guess it's been fairly popular so far. Uh, you're you're doing well. It's a uh, I don't want to, you know, don't want to ask how your finances are, but it's people are are positive about the experiences that they're having, um, and they're coming back repeatedly. Uh, fortunately, yes, we have. We still have a quite small pool of customers so far in Chicago. We have about twenty members, so not not massive, but we've been having a great time with with all of our clients. We have very loyal clients. I think in the past. 10 months. So we only launched most of our products or I guess surface offerings had uh, or were launched in January. So although oh, wow. so it's it's been about only 11 months going about a year 
And on average, each of our members sees us uh, nine times in the past 11 months, which oh, that's great. So that they're heavily engaged. But I think um, one of the things that we're still trying to figure out, uh, or one of the things that we're still trying to improve is how do we, how do we make sure that people are aware of the business? Because our initial approach was to uh, collaborate with retirement communities and mm-hmm. and we focus on in, independent living for people who are still active and whatnot. But uh, the challenge with that approach is that it obviously is limiting ourselves to people who are living in those apartments when most people are not. And so, and that is uh, one piece of the kind of the puzzle that we're still trying to figure out how can we approach a lot of people without having to pay a lot of advertising yeah marketing yeah (laughs) marketing can be expensive so we're very much aware on how to uh how to navigate around that yeah so well i'm i'm finding recently there are a lot of podcasts that uh um cater to that demographic so that's a good place to go Yes. And we, we, to be honest, we all are in the company. I mean, there's only three people now, so it's a pretty tiny team. We're a big fan of what you do because I think the idea of retirement being much more than, than leisure is something that we also believe as a company as well. And, and so it's just, what a pleasure to be chatting with you today, honestly. So thank you. I'm, I was thrilled when I got the email actually, because it's nice to see, people thinking about what goes on after retirement before they get there and, you know, how to change it, how to help it, how to improve it. That's, I think that's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, I think uh, all of us in the company are thinking about our parents right now because uh, most of them are retired, but it's, you know, I'm, I'm inspired by my parents too, that they're not just doing leisure. They still want to do things. And, I think unfortunately there aren't, or there have there have not been. I'm hoping that there will be resources or I guess opportunities for people to to explore even that idea. And so if we can help at least on the technology side, I I mean that would be that would be a dream. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a great uh, niche to be in because. I haven't, I had never heard of anybody doing that sort of thing before. Obviously, companies have tech support that you can call into, but not one that's specifically designed for, you know, the people who are having the problems. Thank you. I'm, I'm hoping um, that, yeah, uh, uh, with by chatting with you and also uh, working with other organizations, we'll spread the word out, so. Well, exactly. So you mentioned that uh, some of your clients have been, keeping in touch with you about, you know, nine or 10 times over the course of the 11 months. So with the subscription program, is there a limit to the number of times in a month that they can talk to you? No. So we, with the subscription, they get discounts on the private coaching. So for each private coaching, they still kind of pay out of pocket and there isn't any limit as well. And with the subscription, we also allow them to call us for, Kind of quick support, like three minute, thirty minute or, or less, uh, via phone call, email, and 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 uh, a chat as well. And there is no limit for that. So uh, for the quick support. Awesome. So, what would you like the listeners to know so that they can pass on to other people about uh, near technology? 
I think for, for those who are thinking about retirement or uh, in that transition process, um, a, a quick note would be that we're here to help. And so I, I, I'm, I don't necessarily like to be like very salesy. That's just really not our style. If, if you think that you need help, we're, we're here for pretty much everyone. Uh, the in-person coaching is available only the, in the three cities that I mentioned before, which is Chicago, Detroit, and San Francisco. But if, if people are comfortable doing things virtually, then we're pretty much available everywhere. And for, for the younger listeners, uh, I want to encourage everyone to start thinking about what it means to retire and not necessarily to think about what their retirement is going to be like, but just think about it as the next phase of, of their lives. Um, I personally want to get excited to, to, I want to get excited about my life in general. And I don't think 65 or whatever years old is going to be, is going to mark the end of me enjoying life. And I want to encourage younger people to also think about that as well. And, um, and redefine that together because especially in the, in the U S I know that there is a massive demographic demographic shift that is going on. And the next, the next kind of wave is going to be the millennials, which is the generation that I'm in. And now it's the time to build to build the foundation for how it's going to look like when we all retire. And so, um, yeah, I'm blabbering now, but I hope, I hope that's. <laughs> no, it's great. I don't think you're blabbering at all. <laughs> I, I thought of one last question I'd like to ask. Um, if people are kind of wondering whether your services are what they need or whether there's really something that you can help them with, can they, can they call and have a, you know, a, a quick conversation with you to figure that out? Yes. Yeah. We purposely, and I can send this to you maybe afterwards. So we purpose, purposely make my calendar public so that similar to what you do, uh, so that they can have kind of a 30 minute chat with me before they decide whether or not they want to work. Oh, fabulous. Yes. So, um, yeah. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you very much, Farona. I've really enjoyed chatting with you and learning about near technology. I think it's something that a lot of people are going to be happy as around. Thank you so much. And thanks for the opportunity to share our story as well. And, and we hope that people will learn something out of this. So, Sure they will. And that's it for this episode of Beyond Retirement. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed it. To check out the video interviews, please go to my YouTube channel at bit.ly forward slash beyond retirement. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash beyond retirement. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any new episodes.